0: This is a broadcast of Holland United Church of Christ. At Holland UCC, we seek to open the mind and engage the heart. We are a community of justice, peace, and affirmation in Holland, Michigan, where everyone is welcome to the table. Our scripture this morning is found in the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Mark one nine to fifteen. Mark nine, Mark one nine to fifteen. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart, and the Spirit descending like a dove on him, and a voice came from heaven, "You are my Son." The Beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. So here we are, friends, on the first Sunday in Lent. And as usual, the lectionary reading invites us to go with Jesus out into the wilderness. And my initial uh, sense was to entitle this message, An Invitation to the Wilderness. But of course, as I reflected on it, I thought, we don't need to be invited to the wilderness. We're already there. We've been here for some time. We've been here for some time. And so a better title might be finding ourselves in the wilderness. Now, the word for wilderness in the original Greek is eramos. Eramos, as a noun, it means deserted place. Deserted place. As an adjective, it means empty, deserted, abandoned, Lonely. Empty, deserted, abandoned, lonely. Man, what a perfect descriptor for uh, this past long stretch of time that we have endured together and apart during this time of pandemic. And so it isn't hard for us to imagine wilderness this year, right? We've been here for about a year. You could say, we've had an entire year of Lent already. Do we really need more of it? This is maybe the most Lent Lent uh, that many of us or any of us have ever experienced, right? We've gone through isolation, quarantine, staying home until we've memorized the wallpaper design. Though if you still have wallpaper, let's talk. We've endured health struggles Loss of loved ones, work challenges, virtual school, virtual church. It's been such a strange year that we often don't even know what day it is, right? What day of the week it is. One day bleeds into the next, one week into the next, time has become blurred. And so perhaps one of the gifts of the season of Lent is that it is demarcated. It has a beginning and an end. It's a block of time where perhaps we can be intentional about some things. And Jesus' journey into the wilderness can perhaps be understood as some sort of vision quest. A vision quest is understood by indigenous peoples to be an outward Adventure beyond the margins of society. And so it's an outward adventure or journey to the edges, but it's also an inward passage of purification and self encounter. We can discover ourselves at a deeper level on such. journey. And Jesus, of course, in many ways is replicating the ancient journey of Israel, right? As they spent 40 years in the wilderness on their journey toward freedom, and Jesus 40 days in the wilderness, a time of preparation for him before he begins his ministry of liberation. So in other words, Time spent in the wilderness is life outside of the ordinary, even if it's become all too ordinary for us. And of course, life outside of the ordinary brings with it both gifts and challenges. And we're going to reflect on that this morning. And so the first uh, part of reality of life in the wilderness I want us to reflect on is that the wilderness is about wandering and struggle. The wilderness Is about wandering and struggle, and that's okay. That's okay. Right? Lent gives us permission to be in the wilderness. And maybe that's what we need right now. Permission to simply be where we are. As we look back on this year of pandemic... I think it's easy for us maybe to chastise ourselves for not having done more, right? We might look at friends and we might see a friend who's learned another language or they've written a book or they've completed some kind of big project. And you might be exhausted by scrolling through social media as you see friends putting out all this happy content, celebrating new goals, and you just want to hit sad face and throw your phone on the ground. For some of us, it's just an accomplishment to get out of bed in the morning. Right? And Lent says, that's okay that's okay. So whether we're thriving during this time or barely hanging on, there's something for us here. Chuck DeGroat put it this way, your inner perfectionist needs Lent. It needs the gift of limitation, vulnerability, and confession. It's exhausting to continually keep shame tucked away, to pretend rage doesn't rise up. Being right and being good all the time is wearying, he writes. In the dust, you're simply beloved. In the dust, you're simply beloved. On this past... Ash Wednesday, we were reminded that from dust we came and to dust we shall return. That ancient beginning into this season of Lent. And so the first gift for us to consider of this wilderness time is that it's okay to be wandering, to be unsettled, to be out of sorts, To be struggling. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't be human. In the dust, you're simply beloved. Now, secondly, a challenge that the wilderness brings is that just as Jesus faced the devil and wild beasts, we too will face some challenges and temptations. When things are difficult, we lean on certain behaviors. There's a reason, of course, that addictions have exploded during this time of pandemic. Alcohol sales are up 250%. Mental health phone calls are up 800%. And relapses are up for people in recovery. The University of Michigan Department of Psychiatry warns that addiction thrives on secrecy, and loves to catch people off guard. And it can, of course, progress quickly, especially during COVID-19 social isolation. During this pandemic, the constant flow of stressful news may lead to increased feelings of worry, anxiety, and stress. Right, We know that all too well, not only a pandemic, but of course we endured a a very difficult election season and post-election season, all of that leads to incredible amounts of stress. And it's not surprising that we seek unhealthy ways to cope with all of that. And so the wilderness is going to test us in many ways, and we need to be prepared for that. And one clear way to do that is to be connected to others, to stay connected. When we cut ourselves off, from others is when we find ourselves getting into trouble. It's one of the reasons we've worked hard during this time to create ways to stay connected both virtually and socially distant in person uh, because we need it. We need it. And so I invite you to check in for one of our ongoing events, right? Whether it's Sunday Zoom coffee after our service here or now our Tuesday morning Zoom coffee times, you can join a pub theology conversation group, show up to a justice action team meeting or event, join a book study. And additionally, it's it's imperative that we, we seek out healthy activities that will help alleviate some of that anxiety, stress, and depression. And so I invite you to consider taking a break from the news. Take a break from social media. Except, of course, when you're tuning in here on Sunday mornings. Maybe watch a comedy or a movie that can take your mind off of things. Feel free to post any recommendations in the chat. Although we might need a Netflix Anonymous uh, group because... uh, Well, let's face it, we've all probably leaned on our streaming video services during this time, but nonetheless, right, it can be helpful. Maybe dig out a favorite old video game. We got our kids, uh, we bought an old uh, Nintendo Wii off of eBay. We got it for our kids, listen to me. I've played it more than any of them have. And it, well, it came with... uh, an old pinball game and I'm a sucker for pinball games and so I have to say I've, I've worn out the flippers on that Nintendo Wii pinball game but it's been a lot of fun and it's been something that I can just you know if I'm feeling stressed or, or worn out or just need a break I can just uh, pop in that game play a little pinball and just worry about that for a little while right just try to get a high score that's all and that's okay read a good book. Read a good book. Feel free to post any recommendations in the chat if there's something that you've read, maybe a good novel. This is a great time to get into a novel. I've enjoyed getting back into reading some things like that again during this time. Explore a relaxation or a breathing app. Right to work in some mindfulness into your day, into your routine. I invite you to consider joining our Thursday contemplative prayer sessions, and you don't have to wait for Thursday for those. Those are all uh, available prior sessions on our Facebook page. Just go to Holland UCC's page, click on videos, and you can find uh, all of our past content, including uh, those Tuesday and Thursday contemplative prayer sessions. And get outside. Get outside. Go for a walk in the snow. I know maybe that doesn't sound very fun to you. Maybe you're not a winter person, but believe me, if you get outside and get some fresh air, you will be the better for it. I guarantee it. And of course, call a friend. Call or text a friend. Reach out. Even if it's just a hello, how's it going? Or just a, hey, I'm struggling right now. Do you have a moment to connect? The text says that Jesus was with the wild beasts. What beast are you facing right now? How can we help? Don't go it alone. Now, not only did Jesus face beasts out in the wilderness, but he was tended to by angels. He was tended to by angels, and we too have angels among us. Rabbi Mark Gelman shares a story of one such occurrence. It was the day after the first big blizzard here in New York, My son and his girlfriend had been diagnosed with COVID-19 a few days before. I had planned to drive to New York City to drop off a ton of supplies for them. I had eight bags from Trader Joe's, plus a bottle of wine and a bouquet of flowers and some much-needed toiletries. They live on the fourth floor of a walk-up, meaning no elevator, and I would have to schlep it all up myself. When I got to the city, the snow was piled so high that most of the cars on the side streets were buried I realized parking was going to be a nightmare, so I drove around their block once to scope it out and then uh, started to panic. I decided I would go around once more and then probably have to go back home with the supplies because I couldn't possibly park in a parking garage blocks away and then uh, carry everything. And he writes, just as I was passing their building, I saw a man come out of their apartment building one second later and I would have missed him. I double-parked and asked him if he'd be willing to help me out. In broken English, he let me know he was working in the building as a painter. Within five minutes, all the bags were unloaded. I left the car double-parked with blinkers flashing, and together we carried the packages up those four flights. I explained that my kids had COVID-19 and that they weren't able to get their supplies or even leave their apartment. When we got to their apartment door, I offered him a tip. He refused. I told him he was one of God's angels and that I couldn't thank him enough. And then he went back down the stairs. I spoke to the kids through the closed door uh, and the peephole. And then I went back down to the car. And there he was again, an angel guarding my car to make sure sure that nothing happened to it. He smiled and said goodbye. And I could hardly believe it. A COVID-19 miracle. And I know many of you have experienced someone offering you something that you needed during this time. A ride, a meal, a cup of coffee, sending a card, making a phone call. And each time this happens, you have been visited by an angel in the wilderness. And every time you've done this for someone else, you have been that Angel. Now maybe it sounds hokey to put it in those terms, right? But I don't think it's inappropriate at all. And there are countless such stories of things that have happened during this time. There's the 89-year-old grandmother in Chicago who sewed over 600 masks for family and community members while listening to the Beatles. Nice work, Grandma. There are people who have dubbed themselves Wine Fairies, and delivered bottles of wine, packages of food to friends while wearing uh, tutus and and some some wings, Stopping into isolated friends and neighbors. There's the moving company that offered to help victims of domestic violence leave abusive homes at no cost at all. And there's the two little girls, I love this story, there's the two little girls who live in a brick row house in Wellington, Somerset, in England, who decided to brighten the neighborhood by coloring their uh, brick house with jumbo sidewalk chalk. And so it was a whole stretch, right, of all these connected homes, of brick row houses, and they took like 40 sticks of jumbo sidewalk chalk and colored each brick different colors and it just made their home this beautiful bright place that they called their rainbow house and the mom talks about how uh, the number of people stopping by smiling taking photos has been incredible she said uh, even an ambulance stopped by and said they loved it it's cheered everyone up when we're struggling in the wilderness, you never know when an angel will appear. So, yes, we are starting our Lenten journey. Maybe it feels to you just like one more thing, and that's too much for you, and that's okay. That's okay. Or maybe a little intentionality is just what you need. In this moment, however you're doing, wherever you are today, remember this. The wilderness doesn't last forever. It's for a season. For Jesus, it was 40 days. For us, maybe it'll be 440 days. But also remember this. The wilderness is a place of Formation, a place of formation where we are being shaped and formed and forged into someone who is more resilient, more tested, and stronger for whatever lies ahead. I'm going to close with the poem we read earlier Desert Prayer by Jan Richardson. I'm not asking you to take this wilderness from me, to remove this place of starkness where I come to know the wildness within me, where I learn to call the names of the ravenous beasts that pace inside me, to finger the brambles that snake through my veins, to taste the thirst that tugs at my tongue. But send me tough angels, sweet wine, strong bread, just enough. Just enough, indeed. Amen and namaste.